What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Flawed Car Talks, the podcast where Tyler and I, a couple average car enthusiasts, discuss our projects or opinions on anything automotive. What's going on, Tyler? Not much, Cody. What's going on with you? Not too much, man. Just got back. I know we're a little bit late recording this podcast. Been been away for about a week and a half, so get this recorded tonight and uploaded for tomorrow. That'll be sweet. A little bit behind the eight ball, but we're going to keep with it, keep doing it. That's for sure. Um, I guess we'll move right into our topic for today, which is going to be... Electric trucks, what our opinions are, how we see them as we have it right now, what we think they're going to be doing in the future. Yeah. So just for a little bit of background on myself, I don't know a ton about electric trucks. I know a few of them coming out. I have some comments, some concerns. Uh, some things that I want to address in the future as they more of them come out and as we see them. And once they're in our hands, so we can gather this information third party on them as well. Yeah, I definitely have a, a very similar standpoint, you know, where my knowledge is at with electric trucks. They're kind of new coming out to the market, and I think it's a very interesting avenue going forward. But I'm not sure how I feel about them kind of on the fence myself. So let's dive right into a couple different topics to start out. We have electric trucks in the consumer market, as well as electric trucks in the commercial market. We're going to mostly focus on the consumer market as we assume that's more directed towards our viewers, but we'll touch on the commercial market a little bit. So, consumer market a couple of the trucks that everyone's aware of i'm sure from all of social media would be the tesla cyber truck so what do you think about that truck tyler just in general initial opinions on how it looks and and what you think it's it's definitely an interesting look interesting is a good way to put it <laughs> Very, uh, very space age, very easy to draw, I think. I'm curious to see is how well the aerodynamics play out on that. It's definitely a very sleek design. I like the the windshield, very big and open. Uh, I think the automated opening truck bed cover thing is pretty sweet. I believe that has even like solar panels on it, right? That I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the top of that bed has solar panels, or maybe that's going to come as an option, something like that. Um, the tailgate's pretty cool on it, how when it folds out, it also has a built-in ramp. Yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty wild. Very, very troop transport kind of thing. I dig it. Yeah, so, I mean, visually and some of the features that it has, I like. I mean, I know the approach angle, departure angle, all those are very good. Um, so off-roading community might be interested in something like that, especially with that solar panel on the back. How how long do you think it's going to take for the, after this thing hits market before somebody jacks it up sky high and just brings it right to the rest of the lifted truck life community? It's probably going to be almost immediately. <laughs> they won't even be out yet by that time that happens it's like when the new supra came out before they yeah. even 
hit our hands, there's already a two Jay Z swap. Yeah, I think visually it's definitely a completely different approach. Um, when you look at something like the Rivian, where it takes more of the current trucks and uses that as its body, you know, there's nothing crazy different. When you look at the Cybertruck, it's you know, everyone notices it looks crazy different than anything else on the road. Um, the Rivian looks to be a little bit more subtle, especially when, you know, when comparing it to today's trucks. It yeah. still has its own unique aspects, but definitely more subtle. Yeah, like same thing with uh, on a, if you saw the all-electric F-150 concept that came out, it looks like an F-150, but it's all-electric. And I think it. I think that's going to be a lot more appealing to the current consumer. Whereas the Cybertruck, like you're going to have, like if you're trying to get guys to come over from the gas diesel life and come to an electric truck, they're not going to like the look of it. And they're going to be kind of like, I'm going to stick with what I know. Like this is really new, really different. As far as the people who do a lot of traveling and a lot of towing, they might be more hesitant maybe for, you know, the, people who are always on the cusp of the newest cutting edge technology, it'll probably be for someone like that. Yeah. I definitely think it'll be a very like people that love Tesla will be all about it. Oh, for sure. I I'm not, I'm not too sure on it being like a, something that drags somebody in from the normal life. It'll be the, all the, the fanboys of Tesla. That'll be all about that truck. Yeah, and I think there will be a place for it with, you know, some people who use their trucks as a daily commuter. Um, it might appeal to those guys a lot more, especially if they're doing very little towing or if it's just on the weekend, you know, they drive 20 minutes to go put the boat in, something minor like that. It'd be be a big appeal I could see to someone like that. Yeah, I definitely feel that same way. But the big limiting thing for me with electric anything really is like range like they can have far ranges for a single charge but you know my family growing up we took road trips across country and you know you stop at a gas station for 20 minutes whereas like tesla's oh in like the in the cars because we don't have the trucks yet but you stop and you have to charge up for you know half an hour to an hour just to get your range back whereas car you're there for five minutes fill the tank and keep rolling yeah it's definitely a new perspective um, we spoke about this a little bit before the podcast started, but the range while towing will be a big thing I look at, and I'm sure a lot of other guys will. I mean, for example, I was just gone this past weekend picking something up that we will probably talk about in a later podcast. I mean, I don't know how I would have been able to do that with an electric truck. Taking something like the Tesla Cyber Truck, which I think at its max capability can do 500 miles um, or even the Rivian, which is up around 400 miles. It'd be pretty tough to do a trip that's, you know, 700 miles in one day with one of those, especially when you're talking a, an hour or two of charging. And that's, you know, that's just assuming one charge opposed to if you actually have to stop multiple times, you know, I'm assuming as soon as you put a load on the back of it, it's going to shorten that range tremendously maybe not but it also depends on like that's probably you know what they're claiming of range is 
know, four or 500 miles of range on a flat plane or like mild incline. But, you know, if you're out somewhere like either in Colorado or somewhere on the Appalachian mountain range, like you're doing a lot of hills and valleys, I'm sure that range doesn't do all too great or it degrades a little bit more than what's claimed. So factor that in too. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to measure until we have them in our hands, but that's one of the biggest things I'm worried about. And I know you are, and I'm sure most of the people listening to this who have trucks right now that they're concerned about. I mean, another thing I think of is there's a bunch of people out there, myself included, who have diesel trucks and we put a lot of miles on them traveling all over the country from place to place towing things. Aside from just the range, it's also the longevity. You know, I mean, you can have diesel trucks with half a million miles on them. And sure, you have maintenance and everything else you have to do. But I don't know where an electric truck stands when it comes to those extended mileage durations. And and I don't know that we have that information yet, especially when we're putting that kind of load on these engines. Yeah, I mean, those engines might last, or those motors. <laughs> yeah, those motors, motors might last for the next 25 years and run every day and have no problem or they might last five years and have to replace the motor. Yeah. I mean, I think the motors will last, you know, I Tesla has a pretty proven track record. Uh, Rivian, no one really knows too much about them, but just electric motors in general, you work around them every day. I do as well. They work really well. Um, they just, they normally last in most applications I haven't heard any big problems with any of the electric cars so far with the motors themselves. It's always been the batteries. Yeah, either the batteries or the only thing that I've ever seen really fail in an electric motor is the bearings. And, I mean, bearings are going to fail in anything that you work with. Even gas vehicles, same thing. You know, you have to do bearings or, or any normal wear components. Right. But, I mean, other than that, motors can last for years and years and years and have no issue. So a big thing that I think is really worth mentioning surrounding electric trucks and the range getting so large is the more range you want in these trucks, the bigger and the more batteries you have. Well, the more batteries you have, the larger potential energy that you have on board the, vet, on board the vehicle. Yeah, and I think the bigger potential energy is definitely of concern and it'll be interesting to see how these manufacturers combat that what they look at as far as safety things they can implement to help keep the occupant safe i mean it's even something like the batteries on our smartphones when they go too big there's more risk of them melting down and everything else like i think samsung had a phone Quite a few years back, that had it was, it was the S10 or something like that, or the S8. Yeah, they had a bunch of problems with the phone, sort of like melting down, and it was all due to the battery size just not being stable. Like you have a gasoline car that's crashed, and they have chemical agents that they can spray on the gasoline to keep it from igniting, and all sorts of other stuff. Whereas you have this battery pack that's got a immense electric charge, and if it gets into an accident something gets crushed, a wire gets crossed with another one, the vehicle gets charged. How's a firefighter or first responder supposed to walk up and open that door to save the occupant that, you know, might be incapacitated or something else? Like, 
how do you get rid of that potential energy? The thing that I always said is like they need to have like a grounding spike or something that if the vehicle has been in a serious accident, there's a way to ground the battery and deplete all the electricity in it or something. Like there's got to be a way to make it safe for first responders to go up to that vehicle. I have to assume that right now companies that are doing these new electric vehicles that has been looked at and maybe it's just not public knowledge as to what they're actually doing with it and how it's protecting us. It'll be something that I, w- I want to try to dig a little bit more on and see something, some sort of uh, safety protocol that comes out that makes it safer for us being around or people get into a car accident. Like what happens to the batteries? What's the fail safes? Gasoline cars have been around for, you know, over a century now. Like, we, we know how they work. We know what's going on, how to be safe around them in the event of accidents and stuff. But, you know, electric cars, they're kind of kind of new to the scene. I mean, they've been around a little bit, but now they're getting so popular and they're around in a lot greater volume. You know, what do we do to be safe around them? Just figured it was worth mentioning and we'll touch on that more at a later date. Yeah, once we see them more in the market and everything else, it'll be interesting to see how the regulations respond, especially once they do get more popular. As of now, I haven't heard of any crazy accidents with these vehicles. And that doesn't mean that there's potential eventually. I just haven't seen it. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was towing capacity. So I was pretty impressed with the Tesla's 14,000 pound towing capacity. I think it's almost a thousand pounds more than like an F-150 is right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot. And even the Rivian, which I know it hasn't been stated which class these things fall in. It's a little bit different now, but it looks like a lighter duty truck, not quite a half ton. I mean, that one's towing rated as like 11,000 pounds. So kind of more like a Ford Ranger size? Yeah, like a Ford Ranger, or Tacoma, anything like that. I mean, I'm just going off the pictures and what I see. That's what visually to me it's looking like. I know they have a version of it that is also an SUV. So it looks to be the exact same chassis and everything with just an SUV back end. So I don't want to dive off into... SUVs quite yet because I know there's a bunch of new ones coming out. They have, of course, that one from Rivian. You mentioned that Ford's coming out with one called the Mustang, which should be very interesting to say the least. Hopefully they can do the name justice. Yeah, doesn't, uh, in my opinion, it doesn't look like they're doing the name justice. It looks looks like they just hooked up a balloon pump to it and inflated the Mustang up to have four doors and slapped the new badge on it, calling it the Mach-E. Yeah, from the concepts that I've seen, I haven't been too impressed with it. It should have probably had its own name, but who knows? Maybe you know it'll come out being better than we all anticipated. I know Ford's already unveiled that. But we'll see what actually comes to the consumer market next year. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a bad looking car. 
but I don't think it should be called a Mustang. Agreed. Not not to not to dive too far into that. So we talked a little bit about consumer vehicles. Just want to briefly touch on them in the commercial aspect. So using them in the you know over the road trucks or big rig scenario. Tesla unveiled that as well a little while back. Um, it's definitely interesting. Maybe in some suburban areas where these trucks are just being used for deliveries, you know, every day on a certain route, opposed to going long distances over the road, they could be viable. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it'll be really good in a city standpoint or a very short route, like hub to hub kind of thing, city to city. I think it'd be very good, very practical. Like over in California, if they're trying to cut down emissions from diesel trucks, I think it'd be a very good way to go. But if you're going to try to drive a electric semi-truck across the country, I think you're looking at not having a very good door-to-door time with your goods. I think the, the charge times alone is going to just quadruple the amount of time it takes you to drive across country and at, at that range, you know? Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about this a little bit previously off podcast, but one of the things or one of the ideas that we had was what if eventually down the road they had some sort of battery swapping? The idea here would be instead of going up to a charging station, you actually go up to something that's similar to a gas station, except they just swap your battery out, put a new one in, and then you're on your way. It's similar to like, let's say propane tanks where you go every time it's empty, you go back, refill it and move on with your day. It could, depending on how efficient it got, it could be as fast, if not faster than getting gas. Yeah, I definitely think that'd be a really good way to get it. Like you said, much like propane tanks, you come, you drop off your empty tank and you pick up a new full one, but you only pay for the propane because you're just trading out tanks. And it'd be the same thing with trading out the batteries. And uh, I think that would definitely make it possible for them to have continental truck runs. Yeah, and even both with consumer and with commercial. And then along those same lines, you know, Part of how we pay a bunch of taxes kind of behind the scenes on all every gallon of gas that we that we buy. It could be a similar way with swapping out batteries that, you know, you don't have to swap out batteries. However, it's a lot faster and easier. For example, people who live in apartments and they don't have access to, you know, putting in a large charging station at their place. Yeah, it would definitely be a really good uh, route for some people like that where they don't either have the ability or the money to put in those charging ports. You just go down to the hub and pull your car in. They rip the batteries out, and they slap them back in real nice and quick. I'm sure the current designs would have to be changed around to accommodate that for how fast they can be done. Be be interesting to see how, how batteries could be easily exchanged, whether it be pulled out the bottom or the whole trunk lifts off and the batteries just slide right out. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. I mean, I haven't seen any concepts or heard of anything about it. Just a neat idea with, you know, how we could get this electric vehicle industry 
more futurized in the sense that it makes it able to accommodate all people with their normal day-to-day activities and how their life goes. Another little side part of that is without going too much into detail, but if there was a program like that, you'd be able to buy these batteries or the charged batteries, but then the places where you're swapping them in and out at, it would allow for some monitoring of when these batteries are degrading. And once they're degraded, part of the taxes that you pay every time you do swap out batteries is to make sure that these batteries are being disposed of properly. You know, the more popular electric vehicles get, the bigger concern I have is with where that waste is going to go. I think it's a good approach to a modern problem. It would really help elevate the electric trucks to where they need to be to go cross country. And for all you people out there, you heard it first from Tyler and Cody, 4-19-2020 at 9 o'clock at night. We're telling you about changeable batteries for electric cars and trucks. So uh, be looking for that in the future. You never know. Hopefully with our names on it. Yeah. So I guess to bring this whole show to a close, we're kind of headed that direction. As far as all electric vehicles, electric trucks included, we are supporters of them. We are also critiques of them as we would like them to be as good as they possibly could be. For example, so they could fit into our lives better and we could actually try these vehicles and give them a better chance without completely altering our current lifestyle. I definitely agree with you in that I respect and think they have their uses and definitely it's a very particular place where they're needed. I think a lot of it would be cities, but you know, I, I, will it come to a day where I only own an electric vehicle? There's no way. I'm just, you know, a gearhead at heart. Always have something gas powered. I mean, it just doesn't have the sound. I don't think I could ever completely get away from that. You know, 40 years from now, who knows? Maybe that's all that's going to be available. You know, it's like a carbureted engine back from 40 years ago. It'll be like iRobot with Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, who knows where the industry is going to be going. I don't see myself running out to buy one of these immediately as soon as they hit. I know there's a bunch of interest in the Cybertruck. There's a bunch of pre-orders put in. I believe for the Rivian truck, it's the same thing. Um, They both look good in their respective ways. Um, Some things I like more than others. They have some unique things that I think even the current truck market could incorporate into their designs to make it just better for truck people. But as a whole, I can't switch to them right now with my lifestyle. And I hope that will change here in the future. I'd love to be able to get one and put it through its paces for a couple years and be able to give some better feedback. You know, I have some friends who will be getting these and it'll be interesting to see what their opinions are and how it works in their day-to-day life. But for now, I think it's probably a good place to call it a close, don't you think, Cody? I would agree with you. 
Until next time, this is Tyler and Cody once again. This is another one of our 100 podcasts. The goal is 100 podcasts. Here's another one down. Look forward to seeing from you guys next time. If you guys have any thoughts or opinions on electric trucks, something that we might have missed, let us know. And we'll be sure to address that in a later podcast, hopefully following up on all of these trucks once they're actually out. Until next time, stay with us on this journey.